Hello and welcome to the X-Files Revisited. I'm your host, Graham Davidson, and with me as always is Brian Womax. Join us as we systematically work our way through the full X-Files franchise. In each episode, we will tackle a single episode of the X-Files, so join along. Watch with us as we discuss each and every detail on the X-Files Revisited. So we're on to episode 8 of season 2. This one is called One Breath and Scully is back. Kind Yay! Of. <laughs> <laughs> that Ooh, is the thankfully. sound of the inner workings of Graham's head. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, One Breath, Brian, do you want to kick us off with the opening scene? Yeah, go on. Uh, so we get something we we don't really tend to get in the X-Files because obviously we normally start with a teaser that kind of mm. relates very specifically to like the villain of the week or whatever the government conspiracy is that's going on. Mm-hmm. This is a flashback um, and it's a story that is being told by Mrs. Scully, Scully's mum, about Dana when she was a child. And it's the story of when she was out in the woods with her brothers and they started taking pot shots at this snake with their pistols, their, their rifles, little air rifles. And in order to kind of join in with them, she took part and accidentally shot the snake. And the snake ended up dying in her hands. And she, she, yeah, she cried over it. She mourned it. She became very saddened by it. Um, <clears throat> and Mrs. We, we cut then to Mrs. Scully. We kind of break away from these flashback moments to Mrs. Scully telling the story. Mm-hmm. And they're at... Scully's headstone they're they're getting her headstone ready and Mrs Scully essentially says that she feels now the way Scully did when she killed that snake yeah Um, I I quite like this opening Um, Mm. it it gives you it it feels almost like a bit of a fabled parable kind of story the way it's filmed as well Uh, a little bit hazy outside the, the Scully and the snake and how she wished she could bring it back and how she cried and prayed for it to come back type of thing and then it's kind of juxtaposed with the, 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 the tombstone which I wasn't expecting mm. I didn't know what they were there doing you know so when it's unveiled at the start I was like oh my goodness you know <laughs> but yeah, yeah, effectively you know she's going to come back for another few seasons anyway so <clears throat> yeah. like, this could be a bit presumptuous but I don't get a, a, a time scale here I don't know how much time's passed from Scully disappearing to well, it's, it's definitely been at least a few weeks because obviously we had the the vampire case um, yeah. that, that Mulder kind of went off on. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's at the very least it's been a few weeks. Now I, I think they do date it at the start, but I never pay attention to those things to be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm always obviously the same there, Brian, because I didn't pick it up either. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a very different opening. It's almost treated like a, a kind of sombre opening, and then we get that headstone, and then we get the theme music. <clears throat> And then, wouldn't you believe it, Brian? Well, well, first of all, I did my one my one little bit of pill about this scene is that I just wish they could have got a a girl, a little girl, to play the young Dana Scully, who could cry convincingly, because um, <laughs> that's some pretty pretty bad acting I've got to say on her part. I mean, bless her, she's only young, but. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a bit. Oh, but but it kind of fits 
fits in with the X-Files aesthetic because it usually does have like somebody that's just terrible in every episode just like a small <laughs> person that just does a wee line or two it's usually pretty bad so it's kind of, they're, they're keeping that run going uh, yeah anyway <laughs> so uh, so yeah what, what were you going to say? Scully lives <laughs> Brian <laughs> Scully lives <laughs> she does she lives <laughs> But that's not until after the opening credits, because um, yes. uh, before we get to that, we actually have Mulder sat in his apartment watching porn. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> What's Lovely. the one thing any self-respecting guy does when he's waiting for his beloved to come back? He watches porn. <laughs> yes. now, we've seen um, things that hinted towards this in previous episodes. Let us mm-hmm. not forget... Yeah. The scantily clad woman uh, and power tools calendar. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mulder's all, all uh, maybe he's studying an X file case. Mm, yeah, whatever. Uh, but anyway, triple X file case. <laughs> <laughs> Interrupting his uh, session <laughs> is a phone meditation. call. <laughs> his meditation, yeah, is a phone call telling him. To, well, get his ass to the hospital quick because Scully is there. She's alive. She's been mm-hmm. found. Um, Mulder, we see next see Mulder running down the corridor. He gets there and he flips out. Uh, the doctor who's kind of looking after Scully comes over to try and speak to him and, and Mulder just flips out. He wants to know where she's come from, where she was found, why, why she's just magically turned up in the hospital. Who's behind it? At one point, he accuses the doctor. He says, if you're behind this, if you're working with them, I will find out. And, yeah, he he wants blood. He is absolutely mm-hmm. pissed, to say the least. Um, yeah, he, he is pumped up and ready to go. He's the kind of guy that never finished his meditation. He is just <laughs> rage personified. And he's kind of lashing out. And, again, it's like, I understand why Mulder's doing it, but I don't feel that it's the true... Mulder that we've seen, you know, you think he would take in a little bit more of the information or even be relieved that Scully is back. Um, he just seems to fly off the handle without checking on her. Well, I mean, I just think it's... it's a release? It's a, it's a release, yeah. He's, you know, and he is angry. Like, if she was going to come back, he wants her to come back, like, properly. Mm. But... Mm-hmm. It's almost like he's having his face rubbed in in the dirt because she's been brought back to him, but in this condition where, you know, she's in a in a coma that she might never wake up from. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, there's a lot of anger there. There's a lot of he 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 wants revenge. Really, he wants to take it out on whoever did this to her. But if she's just mm-hmm. going to turn up in a hospital. And the people responsible are never going to rear their heads. There's no catharsis there. There's nothing to, you know, there's no justice. And I think that that's what's upsetting him. That's what's really getting him. Um, and, and he's been, you know, he's been processing this for weeks. And we saw in the last episode, you know, an episode that a lot of people don't really like because Mulder isn't really Mulder in that. And, and we discussed in that that, yeah, there's a reason Mulder isn't Mulder. It's because Scully's not there. You know, he's taking mm-hmm. it hard. He doesn't know how to deal with it. He can't process it. And suddenly she reappears. And, and all of that emotion 
finally just comes pouring out and this poor doctor unfortunately becomes the brunt of that so i i really liked this scene actually um, it's just for me i'm as frustrated and as angry as as Mulder because skilly's back but she's in a coma Mm. <laughs> you can have her but you can't have all of her mm. so so Mulder gets dragged away by some security guards basically and <laughs> the next time we see him it's a little bit calmer the doctor mm. is talking to Mrs Scully with Mulder looking rather sheepish and embarrassed dare I say mm. uh, and they don't know how she got there or what is even wrong with her but mm. her will says that she doesn't want to live in this condition. Um, and Mulder's signature is on there as a witness. So she's got, yeah, she's got, basically got a do not resuscitate order. But um, I, th- I think even more so than that, it's like, it, it's, it's, it goes so far as actually, if she's in a coma, she just wants the machine switching off. She doesn't want to lie in a bed for years on end while the family wonder if she's ever going to wake up. Um, Mm -hmm. What did you think of that? Especially when you found out that Mulder is the one who signed the witness order. Yeah, it's one of those do moments, isn't it? (laughs) And and I think you'd be forgiven. Well, I think the first thing you jumped to is nobody's going to have that in their will, but uh, Scully is a a medical professional and she's the kind of person that would be aware of of, uh, what that kind of life would be. And, and you can buy that she would have something like that put into her will. And, and people do have that yeah. in their will. People people mm-hmm. have those kind of agreements. They exist, you know, so mm-hmm. it's it's not uncommon. No, um, no, absolutely not. And uh, it just gives you, puts uh, more weight onto mm-hmm. Mulder. You know, it's, it's just, it's just a punch in the balls, really, isn't it? It's <laughs> like much, yeah. she's been brought back, but she's in such a condition that actually Mulder's signature... Mulder's signature could very end up killing her. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he's going to be the final. Yeah, that that's yeah. Talk about kicking you while you're down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. So then we get to Mulder, Mulder, uh, Scully's sister, Melissa. Mm. So yeah. we we cut to this scene, rather bizarre scene, because l- let's just face it, Melissa, she ain't Scully. No, she ain't Dana. Dana and Melissa couldn't be further apart from one another if they tried. So Melissa's got the crystals out. (laughs) She's kind of doing this weird little ritual with some crystals. um, And she she said, little, nice little line where she says, I've been told not to call you Fox. Uh, She says Scully is deciding whether or not to stay or move on. Um, she says you can feel her and she tries to get Mulder to kind of I don't know cleanse her aura or some crap I don't know <laughs> just real bizarre um, and, and Mulder says that he needs to be he needs to do more than just just wave his hands around I, I think I think Melissa and, and Dana are more alike than what you actually think because and, and I do have rationale behind this is uh, you see from Melissa she is very much a woman who is uh, believing in new age philosophies yeah. new age medicine and that she has a, a core belief she believes that she's open and can hear Dana and talk to her mm. we've, we've heard from Dana's mother who had these dreams about Dana that, that kind of almost premonitionary type things 
So there's a belief in them as well. She didn't feel dubious about them. She felt that they were a message. And then we have Dana, who's seen her father, who's seen things, who has this belief, who channels it through Christianity, but also has this belief reluctantly against otherworldly type of things, spiritual things. I think between these three women, there is a running cord between them all of belief in various things. Um, and I think it's something that could run in the family almost. Yeah, on the surface, they are different, yes, but uh, and, and inside them all, they all have this core belief that I think is really strong that Dana maybe fights against or tries to curb with rationale, uh, whereas the other two women are more open and, and willing to accept it. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and, and maybe her father was not so believing, and I think maybe maybe a lot of Dana's personality, the you know mm. the, that that side which she shut down, mm. is is possibly an attempt to go more towards her father because because you know we we saw in the first season episode beyond the sea that she, she was always striving always really working hard to try and impress her father even though she didn't yeah. go into the line of work that kind of he expected her to there was always that need there to impress him and and you kind of well I don't know about you but I get the vibe that maybe Scully shut that side of self down as as a as a way of being more like a father, whereas mm-hmm. Melissa yeah. has embraced that stuff and is, is a little bit more like a mother. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, there's a he- heavy dose of Catholicism that will come into this family as we get later in the season. So mm-hmm. th- that's definitely there, the whole spiritual element. Um, but, yeah, so, so Mulder... Not too impressed with the crystals, quite frankly. Mm. Um, don't don't really believe, which is which yeah. is the bizarre thing. It's unusual. Yeah, it's quite unusual that he's. But but yeah, there you go. Um, so we we get a little scene, just kind of a cutaway almost of Mulder and Melissa, kind of stood on this little pier, and Scully is in this boat, uh, tethered to the to the the pier, the little. Here with some rope, uh, very kind of symbolic imagery as to her kind of just hanging on to mm. life. Um, I, I mean, it's it's in your face that there's yeah. no like like subtlety about it, but it's awesome. It's a fantastic yeah. visual, and it yeah. really just sells it within the few seconds it's on screen. You know exactly what it's saying, um, even though it's like a subtlety. But I, I think it's a tremendous image and one that I like. It's 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 a good way of. Um, of representing what's going on, I think. Absolutely. Um, and it also showing te- not telling. Yeah, showing not telling, and we we can we can derive from that that some part of Scully is still connected to the outside world. That that she can maybe hear these two talking, mm. and it's because of that. It it is almost Mulder's pessimism that is stopping her from coming back. Um, and and we'll get to that later in the episode, obviously. So, uh, but yeah, but uh, at this point, Mulder simply feels that he can't just stand there waving his hands around. So, he goes home, and he puts an X on the window, and he yeah. he fires a little light out, and it's kind of like a little mini bat symbol. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so at this point, we don't quite know why he's doing this. I don't think he's done this yet. No, Has this he? is the first time this I've seen him do it. Yeah, so this is the first time he's done this. So at this point, mm. you're kind of like, 
what's going on here? Why is it? Why is mm-hmm. he doing this? Um, but he, he gets up, checks his morning paper as if he's expecting to find something in it. There's nothing there. So mm-hmm. if you're paying attention to the, the rest of the, the, the season so far, I think you could gather from that that maybe he was trying to call X. He was reaching out to... Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we, we don't even know him as X yet. You know, this this is really the first inkling to, to us referring to the guy as X. Um, but there you go. Uh, no response from him. Samul goes back to the hospital, and once there, we get a visit from Frohickey with some flowers. <laughs> in a tux. In a tux, yeah. He's, he's spruced yeah. himself up for this moment. Um, comes to the hospital with some flowers and notices something on Scully's chart. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it kind of needs a bit of further investigation so we, we cut from there to the lone gunmen so we have the lone gunmen um and they, they talk about this guy online he's kind of like a hacker and he's called the thinker refers to himself as the thinker <laughs> and and this guy the thinker says that scully's protein has has branched dna inside um which is basically basically it's the biological equivalent of a silicon microchip. So it's like somebody has, has put something in her DNA, which is, uh, at a genetic level, is like a microchip, uh, which obviously raises questions as to what is that for? Is it to track her? Is it to control her? Is it, mm-hmm. what, what is it? Why is it there? Who put it there? What is its purpose? Yeah, it's, it's good to see the lone gunman appear again. Um, he always had a bit of levity and a bit of fun. To the um, to the proceedings. In fact, I think there's a joke about um, how did he get the, the the chart out of the room? Um, and, and the guy says he put it down his trousers. And Mulder makes a joke about there being plenty of room down there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's always and there's always nice interplay between these four characters as well, Mulder and the three guys. It's it's always yeah. nice to see them. Even, even if it's not verbal, you always get... It's like when you see the way they look at each other, you always have these shifty looks, like they mm. know something that Mulder doesn't and they're about yeah. to tell him or whatever. Uh-huh. But it, you, I think I think you need this interplay between the guys and you need the, the way they look and the way they act because pretty much these three guys are exposition. Yeah. They come in to offer some information mm-hmm. to Mulder that he needs, but it never, never feels like they're just giving them information, even though that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, they're, they're Basil Exposition times three, aren't they? Um, yeah. But, um, so Byers, uh, which is the one in the suit, the more kind of gentry-type-looking one of the three, uh, he yeah. says that actually this, this stuff, this, this branch DNA, is now inactive, but it's acting like a poison. So it, it's actually killing Scully. Um, right which obviously puts the fear of God into Mulder and makes him a bit more angry, I'd imagine. So we cut from there to Scully back in the boat and we get this nurse, Nurse Owens, talking to her and she's telling her to come back. So it's kind of big lady, shall we say. Um, <laughs> she's, uh, yeah, she's this nurse kind of trying to coax Scully to come back. Uh, and then yeah, Mulder don't like comes. You don't? Nah, there's something weird about her. <laughs> a nurse like that doesn't talk to a patient this way. I've got it in my notes here. It's just weird. 
It's just mm-hmm. weird. Usually they just come in and it's just do what they need to do and, and, and go away. But this woman's like just whispering sweet nothings in her ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Mulder comes in and Owens leaves, um, which probably just makes her more suspect to you, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> then another nurse arrives to take some blood and basically there's a bit of a distraction and this guy just steals the blood. Mm-hmm. Takes the blood and Mulder pursues him. Pursues him down into the, the car park uh-huh. where he comes face to face with X. And yeah. a, a nice conversation, a bit of a tussle ensues between those two. <clears throat> in which Mulder essentially says, look, I called you. You didn't answer. Where the hell were you? And X is essentially saying, I don't answer to you, mate. Like I, I'm my own man. Keep your nose out of this. In fact, go back, mourn Scully, she's basically dead, and stop pursuing this case because it's going to get you killed and you don't have what it takes to see it through. Uh, What's your kind of take on this? Because you're you're seeing this essentially for the first time. I know know you have seen this before, but it was so long ago, I'd imagine you don't really remember it. So as a first-timer, what are you... X, I've got my notes here, and it says, uh, and I've got down it that X seems like manic. He's angry. He's insulting, belittling, paranoid. He's almost like a rage of emotions. Who, again, I have this constant feeling that he just doesn't want to deal with Mulder. Mulder is a problem that he doesn't want to, to, to just have anything to do with. And I don't know if he's trying to put Mulder off because he's. He possibly could be killed, or if he just wants him to stop so he doesn't have to deal with the ramifications that's going to come from Mulder investigating this, mm-hmm. where he'll be forced to take action and put himself in danger. <clears throat> he comes across as a guy who's uh, looking after himself, yeah. and Mulder is is almost kind of threatening that. Mm. Um, but Mulder's kind of protected. Yeah. And, and in turn, is forcing this guy to kind of look out for him when he doesn't want to. So X... I think, isn't as dubious as Deep Throat. He seems on the surface, he seems reluctant to deal with Mulder and only does it when he is forced to. He's he's happy to help Mulder if it's going to serve something for him, if it's going to serve his purposes. But But he he feels like a middleman. He doesn't feel like like somebody in charge like Deep Throat did. Yeah, he doesn't feel as high up as Deep Throat. He kind of feels like he was the man under Deep Throat yeah. Almost, almost like Deep Throat's personal assistant. Mm-hmm. So when his boss is killed, he's then kind of thrown into the lion's den, essentially, with a bunch of other people like Deep Throat, but who don't share Deep Throat's philosophies. So yeah. then, then he's, he's constantly looking over his shoulder, wondering if people are going to find out. Obviously, if Deep Throat's been killed, he, people are going to be looking at him. You know, <clears throat> We never get a clear-cut... Um, you know, description of his relationship with Deep Throat. We never find out if he was his right-hand man or anything like that. But that's kind of the sense you get, isn't it? That he's mm. he's one one rung down on the ladder to what Deep Throat was. And as a result, it means he needs to be a bit more careful. It, it yeah. means if he gets caught, yeah, he's, he's done for. Um, but uh, I, I do like this exchange. I like that Mulder kind of... He he just goes 
he goes after this guy in spite of what X is telling him, and he, and he kind of pushes X away, um, and, 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 and he's just basically saying, screw you, mate, screw you. You had your chance. I asked for your help. You didn't give it me. I'm going my own way. Bye. So, yeah, it's a, a nice little scene there. Um, so Mulder continues to chase this guy down, kind of catches up with him. This guy uh-huh. gives him a bit of a, a bit of a, a beating, um, yeah. and he's just about to take Mulder out when X basically comes up behind him, snaps his arm, throws him on the floor, and kills him. Um, yeah. Basically saying, "Look, yeah, you you, you want to know what I know? You want to you want to go to the places I've been to." This is what you've got to be prepared to do, and he shoots the guy cold. Um, so, this is this for me is a statement that this is saying that you know this is what I am capable of. Mm. This is what I can do. This this guy was nothing, mm. you know. I didn't even have to look at him when I shot him, um, and it's kind of like almost trying to be overbearing on Mulder. It's like a control type of thing, mm. you know. And I suddenly veiled threat. You know, this is what I can do. If you because me a problem like this guy did, maybe you'll be next. Mm. It's just at this point you just don't know whose side this guy is on. So yeah, I mean, you, you, at this point you kind of don't know whose side this guy is on, o- other than himself. It's just that what are his goals? Because uh, at this point they certainly don't seem like they're on the same page as Mulder's. Because um, mm. yeah, because Mulder has this evidence. He's got the blood. You know, he's going to take it back. Um, and and X has got it. I mean, like, mm-hmm. why why they can't just draw more blood from Scully? I don't know, but <laughs> 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 but uh, but yeah, it's he's an interesting character. I, I I find him to be much more interesting to watch than Deep Throat ever was. To be honest, right? Okay, that's just me. I don't know how you feel about that, but it, it's still fresh. It's still it's still early days. We've only seen him a couple of times, and. Um, We'll wait and see where the character goes. Okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm unsure about the guy. Yeah. I, he's less likeable than Deep Throat, certainly. Mm. But I, I, yes. I find him more interesting because, yeah. He's, he's more of a threat, I feel. He's, oh, definitely. So, okay. Um, so, the doctor says that pulling the plug will most likely lead to death. So we go back into the hospital, and this is what the doctor says. Um, Mulder clings on, says they need to to run tests, run more tests to find out um, to find out more about a condition, what's going on. Melissa says they should let her go, as that's what Dana wished for. Uh, and Mrs. Scully invites Mulder to join them, but he doesn't. So, yeah they're, yeah, they're literally going to switch the machine off and let nature take its course. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get back to Sad Mulder again. Sad Mulder, yeah. We're back to Sad, Sad Mulder, Mulder again. Um, um, but, uh, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a hard decision, you know? It's like, you do kind of question why why they would be so... I mean, I mean, they're just respecting their their sister and yeah. their daughter's wishes, I but guess. But I think it's definitely undercut because you know the history that's going to come from more episodes. You know, at mm. the time, this could have been more powerful. But looking at it now, knowing that this is uh, a third of the way through season two of nine, yeah, yeah. It, it steals any power or weight that it possibly could have had. Right. 
Okay. It's, it's hard to like judge in that in that fourth thing because you know ultimately she's going to pull through. Yeah. Hmm. So we have okay. the boat again, don't we? We do Just have the boat um, with Nurse Owens once more. So yeah. th- basically, when when they go in to turn the machines off, we don't get to see it. But what we do see is Scully back in the boat with Nurse Owens watching on. And the rope that is tethering the tethering the boat to the pier just snaps, and the yeah. boat just drifts off. And and at that point, if you're watching this for the first time, I I think you would think that's it. They've yeah. switched the machine off. Scully's going. Mm-hmm. She's fading. You're thinking your your mum's going to have use for that headstone now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's somber, but again, it's back to that image again. That image is just fantastic. Mm. In your face, yes. Yeah. And like, works. you know, something worth pointing out again, and I've pointed that this out in a previous episode, is just that when when I first saw this, when it aired, you know, we didn't have reviews rife on the internet, spoilers, things like that. And, and Scully hadn't been in most of this season, so... Mm they very well could have killed her off. So when I was watching this for the first time, I think, I, I just, I didn't know, really, you know. Mm-hmm. We'd come off the back of season one where they killed Deep Throat. We've not had Scully much in this, so yeah, they, they could. But I get where you're coming from it. Obviously, you know, they're not going to kill Scully off at this point, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So we go to Skinner's office and Cancerman... Uh-huh basically tells Skinner to sit on Mulder. Keep him quiet, essentially. Um, He lights a cigarette despite Skinner's protest before putting it out at the other side of the room, which is literally just the most anally retentive a-hole thing to do. It's like he's got no interest in having a cigarette at that point. He literally lights it up just to get under Skinner's skin, and then goes walks to the other side of the room, and just before leaving, puts it out in the ashtray on the other side of the room. It's like screw you. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mulder comes in just after Cancerman exits, and Skinner questions Mulder about the hospital, but Mulder just answers every question with a question. Um, which kind of riles Skinner up. And then Mulder's kind of like, how does it feel? How does it feel to have every question answered with a question? Which kind of gets under Skinner's skin. Because um, uh, at first you think you think Mulder's been manic and crazy again, mm. but he's there's a plot to what he's doing. Yeah, You know, he's, he's showing Skinner what it's like. Mm. Um, and I think that's what annoys Skinner most, that he didn't notice that. That's it. I mean, and and when when Mulder came into the room, you do clock a look on his face. He sees that cigarette that Cancerman mm. has just put out over on the other side of the room because it's you know there's still smoke coming up from it. He sees it. He knows that that guy has literally just been there, and he knows he's behind it. He knows he's got something to do with it, um, and and he tells as much to to Skinner. He he talks about how. Cancerman is to blame for Scully. And you, you see in the body language, you see like a little shift in Skinner. Like like he didn't quite expect it. Like almost like if that's true, 
if that guy is to blame, then I want to get to the bottom of it just as much as you do. It's, yeah. all, it's, it's all in a look in Skinner's face. And um, Mulder basically asks Skinner where he can find Cancer Man. He, wa- he wants to know where this guy lives. Mm-hmm. And Skinner implies that he can't take the law into his own hands. He says, if you weren't prepared for the risks, you shouldn't step onto the field. And Mulder says, what if I was prepared but didn't tell Scully of the risks? And Skinner, giving a final gut punch, says, then you're as much to blame for her condition as Cancer Man. (coughs) Which kind of really gets to the bottom of what Mulder is feeling um, at all this. He, he, He blames himself. So... A lot of this anger he's firing at people. Really, a lot of, a lot of it is is at himself because he 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 sucks Scully into these X Files. I mean, she was mm-hmm. placed onto them to kind of debunk him, but because they got so close, he he liked having her on board, and he kind of yeah. brought her into situations where actually maybe she wasn't fully aware of the risks. At least that's the way he sees it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you 100 percent there. Um, and then we kind of go from there, don't we? To um, Scully. Yeah. Scully's uh, and her so dad. We have. We've got Scully lay on the table, and she receives a visit from Ahab, otherwise known as her father. So they've they've mm-hmm. got this Moby Dick thing where she calls him Ahab and he calls her Starbuck. Um, but basically, he tells her to go back. Um, so it's, it's a it's a vision or or a, a moment on the other side, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so he t- tells us to go back. And on the outside, in Nurse the real world, talks to. So it's, eh? Yeah. Is it is yeah. that crazy nurse is talking? Nurse to you, Owens. Yeah. So we've got Nurse yeah. Owens basically telling telling her the same thing. Come back. Yeah. Come back. Your time ain't. It's not yet. You're not ready yet. Mm. Yeah. All the way through this episode, this, this nurse really got to me. Really annoyed me. She just really? pushed my nerves. Yeah. Like, I've, like I've been in hospitals. I've been in hospitals. Nurses don't act like that. Yeah, but she's not. I mean, we're going to get there, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we're going to get there. But I'm just giving you my opinion at the time. Okay. At um, the time. I've, made, I've, made notes I've even got it in my notes here. Nurse Weirdo talks to Scully. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, Melissa sits with Fox as she keeps mm. calling him um, uh, yeah she says Fox uh, Mulder um, and she tells him that finding everyone responsible won't bring her back so she she can see that Mulder is kind of on this vengeance trip he desperately wants to find who's responsible um, and she she says horrors await those responsible, um, like maybe like a karma thing or mm. heaven and hell or what, whatever you want to call it. Um, and and Mulder says, well, in, including me. So so we're we're proper into like self pity Mulder now, uh, really yeah. into that kind of Mulder. Um, and then we get this lady who comes comes over to the machine. She wants to buy a cigarette, <laughs> some cigarettes. She. she she basically may as well just go up to Mulder and say, hey, check out the cigarette machine. <laughs> it would be a lot simpler. Um, but, yeah, that's essentially what she does. Mulder goes over and finds a pack of Morley's, which is Cancer Man's brand. 
And it's, there's a little note inside, presumably from Skinner, basically giving him Counterman's location. Okay, I've got what? a problem here, Brian. I've, I've got, got a problem. I've got a, I've got a huge problem here. Those this, bloody this, cigarettes this, this are sealed. Yeah, they're, they're sealed. The they're notes sealed. inside it. So somebody's went to like a huge effort mm. to really conceal all this. Yeah. Right? It's really covert, only to have some woman stand in front of Mulder and go, Hey, you should, you should come and look <laughs> at this. It's nothing spy-related or, or crazy covert, but you, you should look at this, mister. So, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, surely if somebody's watching Mulder, they're like, oh, come on. It's like, it, do, it's, do the FBI have a branch somewhere that their specific purpose is to package up Marley's cigarettes mm-hmm. with, with notes inside? We need a note sending to such and such. Get us a pack of Marley's. It's like, yeah. see, like literally, you take away the fact that she has to unseal that packet. I've got no problem with the scene, mm-hmm. okay? Um, yeah. But the I fact mean, that I, she... I, I just, I've got the problem with the women shouting across the room because if somebody's watching Mulder, they're going to be like, this is a trainee. Yeah, she's like, Molly's not my brand. I'm just going to leave yeah. them over there for whoever else wants them. Bye. Yeah, and it's, just, yeah it's like, whatever. But th- th- to me, this is the weakest scene of the episode. Um mm. And I will say up front, I do actually think this is a very strong episode. But this scene, man alive. It just like it would be improved exponentially if if that if they just didn't have to unwrap it. Because it means it means like has Skinner gone into the Marley's cigarette factory to the production line, put a note in? Let it get sealed, then took it off the the line and gone off. It's it's just it makes no sense. Does he have his pri- his own private machine that can wrap, cellophane wrap these things? It's just I mean, could somebody just to bump into him and put a note in his pocket? Yeah, it would have been a heck of a lot easier. Clever man alive. Yeah, w- worst scene of the episode for me, easily by far. So. But we jump from that to a very good scene, I've got to say, um, mm. which is Mulder confronting Cancerman. So we've got Mulder, uh, we've got Cancerman sat there watching TV, and Mulder just comes in, puts a gun to his head, starts making demands, wants to know what happened to Scully. And Cancerman probably says more in this scene than he's said in the entire, <laughs> his entire run so far in, in the X Files. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, what, what, what do you think of this scene? I, I think it's... I, I like it because it's certain things. Um, and it's nothing to do with Mulder, this scene. It's, it's all to do with the cancer man who mm. is living an extremely sad life. Really um, sad. It's like, a, it's like a small room, TV, cigarettes, ashtray, chair. One single solitary chair. Yeah. Um, and I think the most terrifying thing about this is his comp- Completely, e like calm demeanor. He's yeah. unafraid. He yeah. doesn't. He's not bothered. You know, it's just. It's almost as if he's been expecting this. Mm. At some point, he's nobody to care for. He's nothing in his life. All he has is his work, and uh, it, it just. It, it doesn't seem to be under any stress. He, he feels as if he's the one in control again. 
Yeah, he, he's a master him. manipulator, isn't he? Yeah. It's like even with a gun to his head, he finds a way to own the situation. Um, you know, and, and Mulder asks him, why her? Why Scully? <clears throat> and uh, he says it's because he likes Mulder. So he kept him, mm -hmm. so he kept Mulder alive. But he likes Scully too, which is why she was brought back to him. Um, <laughs> and it's like, how much of that is a lie? How much of that is truth? How, is there any truth to what this guy says? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he, something very important that I feel he says is that he's in the game because he believes what he's doing is right. And if people knew what he knew, it would all fall apart. So you do get the sense from this that in his head, he is the hero of the story. Mm -hmm. which, I, which I always think is very important in a villain. It, when you've got your, your main villain, your super villain, so to speak, I think, uh -huh. like, if, if you look at Marvel movies, I think Marvel movies tend to... The, the, the one criticism, I think, tends to get across the board with Marvel movies is weak villains. Yeah. And it's because their motivations are always just simply world domination. Um, you know, you get you, you, your stronger villains are the, are the well, often the more, the more human ones. I think of Robert Redford in Winter Soldier, and that's because you can see that what he believes he's doing is right. It's not mm -hmm. about world domination. It's it's it, it's a it's about it's, there's an agenda there. It's a genuine agenda, and that agenda exists because he believes it's the right thing. And I think whenever you, whenever you put that in a villain, if you can present a villain, no matter how evil they are, no matter what they do, if, if you can present them in such a way that we know that they believe what they are doing is right, it makes them a much more intriguing villain, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Mm. OK, um, so... Anything, anything else to add to that scene? No, no, not no. for that scene. No. Okay, so Mulder prints off a resignation letter. He's basically going to jack it in. He's kind of given up the ghost, basically. He's, his work's done, he feels. He's, so he's just resigning. Um, and uh, presumably he's handed it in. And we get Skinner coming down. He's, he's, pa he's packing up his office. Mulder's packing up his office, getting ready for for Skinner to accept his resignation. Skinner actually comes down to the basement, to his office, uh, and, and tells him that his resignation is unacceptable. And then mm. he, he, he does so by telling Mulder this story. And it's the first time we get any real backstory to Skinner, where we get to a sense of who he is as a person, what his story is, what makes him tick. Um, other than stuff that you know, we, we've read stuff into into his character, but th there's nothing we can be absolutely definite on until this point, I think. And he tells his story of when he was was in Nam, and basically he was killed. And he saw he saw he he looked down on his own body. He was kind of almost going up into the air, whatever you want to call it. Um, but then. He snapped back and he woke inside a body bag like a week later or whatever, a few days later, um, in, in, a, in a camp in Saigon or wherever it was. Um, but, mm -hmm. yeah, and, and he just says that I'm afraid to look 
any further into it and you are not. That is why your resignation is unacceptable. Um, and it's just, and it's at that point that Mulder figures that it was Skinner who gave him Cancer Man's location and neatly packaged those cigarettes up. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, what, what, what do you think of this moment with Skinner then? Uh, I think it's, it's it's kind of tipping the scales. Before about it, I thought it was always like mutual uh, respect, the ability to do a job, and uh, he knew that Mulder was a good agent. Now I feel as if he's kind of he knows that there's something else out there. He knows that Mulder's the one that can investigate these strange things and he feels that he's a necessity. So you're starting to feel as if Skinner is slowly etching onto Mulder's side of the fence. Mm. Yeah, well, that's exactly it, isn't it? It's just, and I think that's what this episode kind of deals with on the whole. It's It's people who believe, people who don't believe, and people who can't quite confront that belief. So you've got Mulder and Melissa, who both have beliefs. Mulder doesn't necessarily share the beliefs that Melissa does, but, but he's, he's just as open as she is, but in a different way. Or any other time he is, you know, it's not quite at the moment um, because of the place that he's in. And then you've got people like Scully and Skinner, who maybe do deep down, believe in something, they've had experiences, mm. but they can't face it. They just, they they don't want to dig deeper, as, as Skinner says. Um, but Skinner is of the mind that actually, if somebody else is, if there is someone out there who is willing to dig deeper, why not let them? Mm-hmm. Why not let them do what I'm too afraid to? And, and I think you, you see actually that Skinner has a lot of respect, a lot more respect than we than we may have even believed for Mulder as a result of that, because mm-hmm. of the truth that Mulder chases. So yeah, yeah I I really like the scene. I I think it fleshes Skinner out quite nicely, um, humanizes him a lot more. I think, but uh, yeah. yeah, okay. So from there. We have X cornering Mulder. Um, he gives him some plane tickets and tells him that the man responsible for Scully will be coming to search his house and he needs to be there to execute terminal force. It's the only way the law will not punish these people. So he's basically saying, look, you need to kill this guy. Yeah. <clears throat> So it harkens back to the scene earlier in which he killed the guy, mm-hmm. and, and and it's basically him saying, "Look, you want you want to know what I know? You need to be prepared to do what I do. So go home, wait for this guy to show up, and kill him." Yeah, it, it's a nice little. Phrase. I like the little phrase like terminal intensity. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. It just it's, it gives Mulder a vent. Event to like unleash his frustration and possibly become a person that he doesn't want to be, mm. which is more for the viewers than anything else, I think. Um, but it's curious uh, at this moment, I'm kind of curious to see what's going to walk through that door, who's going to be the man that's behind everything. Mm. And you're so close to an answer, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I think even if Mulder was there, to be honest, I don't think we'd get much of an answer. It'd be some generic hitman guy who works cry check well could very well be couldn't it um that that mm. would be interesting actually 
I'd, I'd like to believe it was Krychek, actually, given yeah. that we never get to see who it, who it is. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, Mulder sits in his home with the lights out and Melissa calls round, <clears throat> says that Scully is weakening and that he should go to see her before the inevitable happens. And I think this is quite, this is quite key to what's going on in this episode with Mulder, I think. Um, he says he can't and she has to go... She she has a go at him, saying he needs to step out of the dark. Um, tell Scully how he feels, so at least she will know. Um, and I, I think that's really... That's that's the juxtaposition, isn't it, of, of where Mulder is right now. Does, does he seek some version of justice slash vengeance? Or does he let that go in order to... To tell Scully how he feels, to let go of Scully, really, to, to, yeah. I, I've got it here. I mean, it's like it's obsession and revenge over compassion and closure. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, and and that's the big say, test here, the way. And I mean, I, I think we all know we're roughly where it's going to go next. We we know the kind of man that Mulder is, and mm. when it's put as plainly as this to him, I think there only is one outcome. Yeah, and and it's I. It kind of makes me think about his sister as well. You know, we've <clears throat> we've had a lot of episodes where Mulder's sister, Mulder's sister, Mulder's sister, yeah. and, and, and we don't tend to like it because it's been crammed down our necks. But when you look at the relationship here between him and Scully and what's going on, you know, where this anger comes from, where this mm-hmm. need to seek vengeance and justice comes from, this happened to his sister. You know, his sister was taken. And we don't get that in this episode. No one says, oh, Mulder, is, you know, are you not just venting because this reminds you of your sister? But it is there. It, it's there as a presence. You can't help but feel it, I don't think, um, just by virtue of what's going on. Like, if, if Mulder had the chance to, to sit in a room and wait for the people who took his sister to come through it, you get the sense that he would. But mm. he doesn't have the benefit of his sister being on a, in a hospital bed somewhere so that, as you say, he can get that closure. Here, he does have that. Scully is there. You know, her body is there. So he does have that opportunity to go and get closure, which he doesn't have with his sister. His sister, mm. at this point, will always be that open book that may never be closed. Here... He can close this book, and uh, I think that wins out uh, in the end, obviously, because he goes to the hospital. But uh, yeah. So, yeah, Mulder goes to see Scully, and he says, I don't know if my being here will bring you back, but I'm here. Um, yeah. So, uh, and, and, and it, it does kind of leave, leave open the question, is that what brings Scully back? Mm-hmm. Because this, you know, this is really the first time we've seen uh, Mulder interact with Scully the entire time she's been in the hospital. Mm, yeah. Realistically, like, actually talk to her and, and, and sit down and spend some time with her. He's always kind of passing by her, talking to other people yeah. about what's wrong with her. And he can't accept what is before him. He can't yeah. accept that Scully, this woman he loves, um, is, 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 yeah, she's steps away from death he doesn't want to face that so he's chasing around 
these faceless men and trying to seek vengeance is easier than facing up to the fact that this woman could very well die quite soon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Mulder goes back to his apartment and finds the place absolutely ransacked. Um, to, to, to be honest, when, when I first saw this, and even now, when, it, when I watch it these days, I always think, when he's going through that door, I, I'm, expecting, I'm expecting him to find nothing. Really? Like no, no evidence of anyone being in. That X was actually lying. That it was a test from X. Um, right. But, uh, but, yeah. So he, he goes back still to his Still could apart- have been Brian. It, well, it still could have been. Could it? He could yeah. have seen like Mulder leave the building and then ransacked it to make it look as if he missed mm. his opportunity. Um, or X could have sent... He could have hired someone to go to the place anyway, just with yeah. the intention of getting that guy killed. Um but, uh, but yeah, so Mulder just breaks down. So finally, he's had this catharsis of telling Scully how he feels. He comes home and he just breaks down, starts crying, kind of mm-hmm. drops to the floor, um, which is quite a, quite a touching moment, I thought. It's kind of a, a moment of tenderness we don't we, we rarely get to see from, from Mulder, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good moment. Um, but then... <laughs> Again, Mulder's had that closure, and you're like, he's he's broken because of Scully, not because he's missed his opportunity with the other man, mm. uh, the person that was in his house. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a nice uh, climax. Mm. Definitely. So Scully is on the bed, um, and she's in a forest. So she's on a bed with a forest around her. We uh-huh. have all these noises of birds and things like that. And then, so, like things start to fade, so the forest, the forest starts to turn into the hospital, and a, a tree turns into like her IV drip, and the, the sounds of the birds kind of fade into hospital noises. And she wakes up. Mulder gets another phone call, and he has a really big beaming smile on his face. And it's at this point where I literally in my head I could see your face watching this episode and I could see you smiling along with Mulder. Um, Scully's awake. Yes, yes, she's back. Thank goodness. Hallelujah. <laughs> it, it, we've waited so long for this. I, I have anyway. Mm. I feel like it's been a long term, long time coming. And it's just nice to see her get back up. But more than anything, I'm eager to get to the next episode now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get back to normal, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Mulder goes to see Scully, who um, cor- who corrects her own mums, I should say, uh, when she calls him Fox. Mm. So, yeah, so Mulder comes through the door. Scully's mum says, hey, Fox. And, uh, and Scully's like, Mulder, not Fox. Idiot. <laughs> Basically. Uh, so she says she had the strength of his beliefs. Um, mm. And he he gives her back her cross, which is very symbolic given what she's just said. Um, mm. Scully asks a nurse if she can see Nurse Owens. And that nurse says there is no Nurse Owens. <gasps> Oh no! Uh, um, yeah, uh, again, that just uh, it highlights 
Scully's ability to be intuitive towards supernatural things. Mm-hmm. I think it ties her into the family again um, and just kind of, I don't know if it really affects other episodes, but again, she keeps getting all these episodes where little things happen to her and her alone. Um, so again, yeah. I like that little twist at the end. Um, the, the, things that, the things that happen to Scully tend to be of a spiritual nature. Yes. Mm-hmm. They tend to be of like a God, you know, existence of God, heaven, earth, angels, that kind of thing. That They tend to be the things that she's in tune with. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's done. Scully's back. Mm. Hip, hip, hooray. Um, Give, gives you a wrap-up of this episode. My wrap-up? Um, at the start of this episode, so excited Scully was back. Um, and... <laughs> And I find myself almost bored by the melodrama that goes on in this episode. Um, I I was, it's like somebody's gave me something like my favourite meal. Sat in front of me, they've said everything's cooked to perfection. How does it smell? Great. How does it look? Fantastic. Cool. We'll take it away now. You know, I can have my skilly, but I'm not allowed to fully experience it. It's like the the ultimate tease, and I think it's it's a very um, a very explicit. Mulder episode, even though Scully is at the heart of it, as Mulder comes to his emotional core and deals with certain things, and I think they're handled very well. Um, Nurse Ratchet, uh, I'm not keen on. <laughs> I, I don't know. There just there was just something about her that just put me off. Mm. Uh, something weird. Um, oh, of course, it's, it's handled at the end, but also the episode, I just felt a little bit odd about it. I like. I like the aspect of X. I think he is an interesting character. I think Cancer Man is given even more um, menacing stature due to that scene in his own house uh, with a gun against him and he still owns that situation. Skinner's story, I don't know if I like that because I did like the fact that Skinner always felt as if he could go either way on Mulder. Um, and you were never sure if he was going to side with him or not. And I, I, this kind of takes that element away because I imagine that he's going to be more on Mulder's side as it continues. Mm. Um, but I kind of like the fact as if he was like right down the middle, you know, and, and played that away. Still, it's, it's a fairly decent episode. Um, for me, it's a three and a half out of five. Right. Okay. Um, th- this is an episode that. Back in the day, around the time when, it, when I first watched it, I think I probably would have agreed with you. Um, but, but in retrospect now, like when I revisit it now, it, it has a much higher place, I think, mm-hmm. in, in my heart as, a, as an X-Files fan. And being able to go back and watch it and, you know, like knowing where Skinner goes and just... All that stuff. I, I just there's there's so many great scenes in here for me. Um, the interaction between Mulder and Scully's sister. This rather odd pair of people, like mm. both believers of a sort, but yet you kind of feel a tension between them that they they probably wouldn't get on. Um, I, I feel like. I mean, I don't know if you've ever had that where you know someone and and you you know. You like them, you get on with them, but you don't get on with their sibling because oh, they're yeah. just they're just completely different. And I, it, it's like that. I don't I don't really ever envision Mulder being best chums with Scully's sister. Um, mm-hmm. but, but but 
I, yeah, so that, that kind of dynamic I really like between those two. I think you're right in the sense that there is a lot of melodrama here, but I, I think that naturally comes out of the situation. You know, you're talking mm -hmm. about someone who's on death's door, they're on a bed, they've got the option of switching off the machine, and, and, and indeed that's what they do. And I think it's only natural that a certain level of melodrama comes out of that. But I think that's offset by some real kick-ass scenes, like the one with Cancer Man and like the stuff with X in the uh, in the car park. Um, yeah. So for me, I, I, I do really like this one. I've got to say, there's, there's two, two moments in it I really don't like. That's the cigarette packet scene. Really stupid. And I, I, I'm not overly keen on the performance in the opening scene of the girl who plays Scully. Uh, but beyond that, I do really like it. Uh, and I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. Cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. So next episode, Brian, is Firewalker. Give us a little uh, insight into this episode. I've only ever seen this episode... Once. Wow. Right. <laughs> I missed it when it first aired on television. Um, at, at the time, the, the X-Files, I, 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 used, I used to go over to a friend's and we'd watch it on every, every whatever night it was it came out. And I couldn't go that particular week and I had to, something else on it, so I missed it. So I never got to see it until I got the DVD box set. You know, I bought the DVD box set of it, or the video box set, it probably would have been, to be honest. Um, and I watched it, and I hated it. Just <laughs> Are you hated okay? It. Yes, because I literally thought, this is just ice. It's, lit Wait. it's literally the same episode as ice, except I'm not as engaged with the characters and all they've done is switched it from the coldest place on earth to one of the hottest places on earth but it's essentially still the same thing little parasitic life forms in a remote co location that cause people to get a bit paranoid and go up against each other and Mulder and Scully get stuck in the middle of it all um, and I just, yeah, I just thought it, it, it's nowhere near as good as Ice. Uh, and I, I think I was a bit disappointed that the first episode we got back, where, where we got Scully back, mm -hmm. and we get what is essentially just a rip-off of an episode we've already seen. Um, so I've, I've not seen it since then. Um, so this, this watching it for, for, for ne the next X-Files podcast... Will be the first time I've seen it since. Yeah. So there we have it, people. A ringing endorsement of the next episode of the X-Files. So rush back to hear, see here Brian gushing over a uh, Firewalker. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next time on the X-Files Revisited. You've been listening to the X-Files Revisited. Please join us next time when we dissect another episode of this classic series. If you like what you've been listening to, please don't forget to click subscribe and also leave a rating and a review. It really does help us to get seen. If you'd like to hear or see more from Graham, please visit Man V Film on YouTube. Likewise, if you'd like to hear or see more from Brian, then please head over to Brian Lomax Movie Talk, also on YouTube. All that's left for us to do is to thank you for listening. And until next time, trust no one.